0: Grace and peace to you and welcome to Reaching for Real Life with Sean O'Zaro, the senior pastor of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. Now this is a church that exists to help people just like you find the real life you were created for and then find it to the full. That's what Jesus promised in John 10.10. And we are in a series all about the abundant life. Pastor Sean says many of our financial woes come from our attachment to things. We want to own and possess, but does it make us happy? Well, what if there was a simpler, more effective way to happiness? Today it's part two of a message called Breaking Free. Pastor Sean is teaching from Matthew 6 and also put a marker in Psalms 24. It's time for Reaching for Real Life Radio.
1: I want to suggest the tithe frees us by making three very powerful statements or declarations. The first is this, the tithe declares my belief that God is my provider. The tithe declares my belief. It is a tangible, it's not just words. It's one thing to say or sing a song, oh, God is my provider. It's another thing to say, I believe you enough, God, to practice this principle. The tithe declares my belief that God is my provider. Incredible passage on the tithe, Malachi chapter three. It is an exciting passage when you stop and read it, but this passage is so transformative when you think about it. Malachi three says, will a man rob God? Look, and that's kind of scary to know how seriously God takes this. Because the way they've been kind of cheating on the tithe, and the way God postures it is, will, will a man rob God? Yet you rob me. You ask, how do we rob you? In tithes and offerings. Note the distinction between those two. We'll talk about that in a minute. How do we rob you? In tithes and offerings. You're under a curse, the whole nation of you, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty. And see if I'll not, and look at the, listen to this language, Okay, If you think God's stingy, listen to the way he says this. See if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing, you'll not have enough room for it. And not only does he do that, does he pour out blessing, Okay, but he says, I will prevent pests from devouring your crops. In other words, God can not only bring increase, God can push back or hold off decrease. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops, and the vines in your field field will not cast their fruit, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed, for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. Test me in this. You all know, I don't need to go into it. It's the only time in Scripture God says that. In fact, remember when Jesus was quoting to the enemy, you know, you shouldn't put the Lord your God to the test. He's quoting from Deuteronomy. Well, this is an exception, because God wants us to know how serious he is. He says, try it. Just try it and see what happens. He wants to provide, and he wants to provide abundantly. He really does. And here's the faith step. Here's what we have to decide. Here's where it gets dicey for us. What the tithe is saying, what Malachi is saying, what the Old Testament believers understood, what the New Testament believers understood is this idea. God is able to bless you more with 90% than you can with 100%. You have to decide what you believe about that because we all, all understand, okay, mathematically, that's just impossible, right? Because 90% is always less than 100%. That's the rub. That's the problem. That's where people get lost. They go, I'm not making on 100%. I don't know how you possibly think I could make it on 90%. And, and here's the idea. Do you believe that God, note the name, God, can bless you more and do more, accomplish more financially for you with 90% than you can with 100%. And I know you're awesome with finances. You're really smart. But he is omnipotent. He is omniscient. And he is making a promise saying, I want to show you something. I want to build a faith in you that you have never experienced before. And I want to prove it to you mathematically. And I want to do it through this thing called the tithe. We have a couple in our congregation, John and Tia Good, in fact, in the service. They shared a testimony with me that I just thought was really powerful. And you need to know, um, every time I talk on the subject, I get a number of people who come and say they have a story like this because they've experienced God's goodness. But they just experienced God through this thing
2: called the tithe in a way that was different. And so I thought I'd let you see their story. So take a look. In 2013, one of my coworkers at work gave me a an invite to a Christmas Eve play that they were going to have here at the church. It just so happened that my parents were in from out of town. So I thought to myself, this would be great because they had been asking about going to church. And we walked in, you know, the experience that we got was totally different from what we had experienced before at other places. People were just genuinely friendly, nice. felt like they really wanted to get to know you. When we were leaving, my 14-year-old said, Dad, we're coming to this church. About five or six weeks into it, Tia and I had decided to pray on our, about our finances because we were struggling to some, through some things. It is funny because the very next Sunday, we go to church. That pastor, man, he started, started a sermon on financial fitness. About halfway through it, he he challenged the whole church you know, to tithe and give like you're supposed to and something in myself, okay, if we can barely make it on 100%, how are we gonna do it on 90? We were behind on our mortgage. And uh, when I say we were behind, we were like four months behind. We prayed about it and we talked about it. We decided to go ahead and just take a leap of faith and just do what we were supposed to do. I did not expect immediate results by any means. But little by little, we started catching up. The first month, we were able to do double payment. Second month, double payment. Well, when it comes to the third month, you know, Tia gets on the phone to make that payment over the phone. And uh, the lady at the other end of the phone says, "Uh, ma'am, you're not behind me. At all, you're you're caught up. You're good. I called back three times and talked to three different people. I, you know, I know we owe this money. There's no possible way we could be caught up. And they were like, "No, you don't. You don't know anything. You guys are current." We know it was because of him because there is no way. I hadn't got a raise. I hadn't changed jobs. Even through all this, Tia is being blessed at work. You know, she has, she's got an awesome employer. I've uh, gotten a management position. I had never expected that. I was fully content to what I was doing, and uh, it just fell in my laps. And I, and I know that that was God's doing. God was just doing his miracles and just blessing us. I challenge everyone here, if you have any issues, any, any struggles, I challenge you to do the same thing. You have nothing to lose and the whole world to gain. And I'm telling you, you begin
1: to talk to people who tithe. And you, you just need to know. Get ready. Take, make sure you got some time because they will not shut up. Okay? Talking about what God has done. You talk to someone who's serious. About In fact, when this service is over, just ask someone, do you tithe? And be discreet, okay? If, they, if, they, if you go, hey, do you tithe? And they go, then just leave them alone, okay? Go, go, go to the next person, okay? <clears throat> but when you find someone who says, oh, yeah, I tithe, ask them. Talk to them about it. Because I got to tell you, people are excited because there's something about proving it with math right? Because some people sit and say, some people, I I can't afford to tithe. You know, I'm trying to get to that place where I can tithe. I'm trying to work up and get where I'm I'm there. And that in itself shows a bit of a misunderstanding regarding the tithe. The whole point is it's all the Lord's and he says that first 10% is holy. In other words, the secret to tithing is to tithe first. Secret to tithing is to tithe first and then live off the 90%. In fact, that's what Proverbs says. This is proverbs 3 9 and 10 says honor the lord with your wealth with the first fruits of all your crops doesn't say with the leftovers with the first fruits of all your crops then your barns will be filled to overflowing your vats will brim over with new wine god promises to do more on the 90 than you could do on the 100 and it is such a powerful thing and here's where it really gets serious and i want you to understand this I think that's why the scripture talks so much about money. God does want to illustrate his faithfulness through math because math is something we understand. And when God does miracles that are literally mathematical, when you're like, okay, I was not making it. We couldn't make it. And now all of a sudden we are and we're fine. And in fact, there's even a little extra. What's going on? Your faith, you begin to see you have a father who loves you, he cares about you, he's with you, he's powerful, and he's actually able to provide. And you know what's interesting? When he proves it through math in this area of finances, now all of a sudden your heart begins to change. And maybe you're willing to trust him in some of the other areas. Dare I say the bigger areas. That issue at work that you, that you just have never had the courage to address. Where you're being challenged to be dishonest. And you're like, I can't, I'll lose my job. But wait a minute, look what God did. I really believe in him, so I'm going to go ahead and do the right thing at work. That issue with your spouse where you guys are duking out and you're beginning to lose hope of of saving your marriage, and you begin to say, wait a minute, if God can do this in finances, and I proved it with math, maybe he can do something in in my marriage as I begin to follow God's instruction for my marriage, my parenting, your relationship with your adult kid, your relationship with your parent, your adult parent. I mean, the, The bottom line is you have to understand God's amazing ability to provide for and care for his people. And this is a way to prove it. See, when I tithe, I literally am putting myself under his care. And I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Saying, God, you're my provider. God, I believe you. I trust you. And it's an opportunity every time we get paid to say, what do I really believe? And I can either practice faith, and say, God, I believe you really will do more with this ninety percent. I and, and folks, to, don't please don't read pie into the sky that everybody's going to get rich and get a bunch of checks in the mail. Lori and I have tithe from the day we we were married, and we went through times I've told you of just unbelievable lack as far as not having a lot of money. But he's always cared for us. We never missed a meal, had a roof over our heads. We often drove the crummiest car around. We didn't, you know, didn't necessarily live in the nicest place or whatever, but he always met our needs. We were always cared for. We always had enough. And not only did he meet the needs, but we saw the blessing of the Lord in that. I don't, I don't want to preach pie in the sky. What I do want to say is there is something very powerful here and very real. And I challenge you to try it. Because I want to suggest that tithe is God's pathway to radical financial freedom second thing the tithe displays my commitment to Christian community
0: and this is when we take a quick minute to remind you you're listening to reaching for real life with Sean Azaro the senior pastor of River City Community Church in this message called breaking free which is available right now on the sermon page at reallife.org just look for the series called abundant life and while you're there if you've been blessed by this teaching your gift of any amount helps this radio ministry continue to help others Just find the Give tab at reallife.org. And Pastor Sean Azaro, now an author, invites you to check out his brand new book. Series in a devotional form, encouraging you to embrace the Spirit filled life.
1: I wrote in a devotional style to encourage readers to examine the Scripture with fresh eyes and make room for the Lord to speak about the role of the Spirit in our lives. The goal of the whole book is to simply make you hungry for more of the Spirit.
0: Order your copy of A Pilgrim's Guide to the Spirit filled Life by Sean Nazaro today at Amazon or Reaching for And now the conclusion to the message called Breaking Free. This is Reaching for Real Life Radio.
1: The tithe displays my commitment to Christian community. The tithe, honestly, is not just a statement of Christian community, but to the whole mission of God, to his mission. It is a statement of calling. It's a statement of commitment and saying, I believe in the kingdom of God. I believe in the things of God. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is, and I am a part of a Christian community that is doing that. In Malachi, he talked about your storehouse, bring the tithe into the storehouse. It wasn't send the tithe wherever you want. It's always, in the Old Testament and New Testament, brought in community and to be administered in context and community with the leadership of that community. If you're a part of this church, your tithe belongs in this church. That is a biblical principle if you're a guest here with us welcome i'm glad you're here if you're part of another church your tithe belongs in that church i want to encourage you in that and you might go well i don't know that i trust the church with my tithe and i've told you this before please it kills me to hear people say that i don't trust leaders with my my tithe and then they drop their kids off in the nursery bye honey have a nice time seriously (laughs) and it happens all the time it's true and it just goes okay maybe maybe it's not really that Maybe there's something else going on. I think God wants us to become people who have a certain degree of financial independence and financial freedom. That is the goal. But relational independence is never the goal. And he wants us to be part of Christian community. Our tithes belong in the context of our Christian community. Offerings, which the scripture talked about, that's above and beyond. That's something that's on top of the tithe. From day one, we have given tithes, and there have been times when we've been able to give offerings. Early on, that was lean. We were able to do things, help this one here, help this ministry here, and we were able to do that. But our tithe was always our tithe. As we have grown, as God has set us free, as I shared a few weeks ago, we've been able to set up a little fund. It's just a part of our budget. This is our additional offerings fund. So that we're saving and preparing for that. That's a cool place to be. I want to challenge you. That's how you begin to think about the tithe and the offering. It's the idea of, again, (laughs) submission to the mission of Christ, but also submission to a Christian community. And I know that is an idea that is totally out of vogue. And I don't care. It's one of the most harmful things in the church. Everybody's a free agent. Everybody's kind of doing their own thing. That is never illustrated or modeled People tell me, well, I take a tithe I take a tithe and I give it to different things as I see needs around out there in the world around me um, I give to this nonprofit, I give to this Group this missionary this thing and I, I just want to ask you does that missionary Or that nonprofit, that radio program that ministry that cause do they provide you with a center and facilities for you and your family to go to? Will they be the ones to meet with you when you're in trouble? Will they be the ones to visit you when you're sick? Are they the ones leading ministries for you to share in and to minister through to your community? Because that's what we're doing here. And this is our ministry. You know there is nobody who writes big checks that supports River City. I mean, some of you maybe have been coming for a while and go, I love this place. They never asked for money, and I I wonder how it's all paid for. This is wonderful. I love this place. It's very nice. I wish they'd adjust the AC, though. (laughs) I mean... How do you think this is paid for? God has provided everything that, need, that is needed for this mission, this ministry to this community, and it's in our pockets. He's provided plenty. In the New Testament, the idea of everybody taking and just doing their own thing with their resources would have, have seemed ridiculous. Look, look at how, how they talked about it. Remember what Paul said? He said, when I arrive, I'll give letters of introduction to the men you approve and send them with your gifts to Jerusalem. In other words, not just you give it wherever you want. He says, the people you send, they'll deliver it. They'll be faithful, and then it'll be used for the ministry that it's intended for. In Acts 4, remember that the people gave a whole lot more than 10% in the New Testament. In Acts 2 and in Acts 4, we talk about people selling their houses and different things. Well, it says, there were no needy persons among them, for from time to time those who owned lands or houses sold them and brought the money from the sales and put it at the apostles' feet. Not gave it on their own, and it was distributed to anyone as he had need. It's given in community, to be administered in community through the leadership of the community. I think a lot, of people, a lot of times we want to just avoid accountability. We don't like the idea of accountability. And there's really this little thing that says, I don't, I don't want to do this and I don't want to trust it. I'm telling you, that is a hindrance. That's an area where you're lacking financial freedom and God wants to set you free from that. I want to say to you, for those of you who call River City Community Church home, this church invests your tithes well. I want to say that. I, we, we work very hard at that. We work very hard at that. We really work hard. You know you know the story of this place. The only building we built on this whole facility is the one we're sitting in right now. Everything else was here, and we've either remodeled or updated. this. We bought this place for, the less, for less than the price of bare land because of that amphitheater sitting there. And someday we're going to do something cool with that amphitheater. We have plans. Right now it's just a big old amphitheater at our front door, which is weird. But we've never shied away from weird before, so why start now? But I mean, one day, that's going to be a cool opportunity. But that monster out there is what got us this property for less than we could go just buy bare acreage with all of the development, the utilities, the buildings, the parking lots, the lights, all already there, paid for. Millions of dollars of development that were essentially free. And I love free. That word makes me smile. So I'm just telling you, we work hard to squeeze a dollar out of every dime. Because it's God's money. And there's a serious mission out there. We're doing ministries all over this community. We do, you, know, you, you love to see the hands and feet ministries. You love to be able to participate. Well, that's administered by people who, who make a paycheck. That's carried out. There's vehicles that are, that are paid for. All of it. And there's nobody writing checks but us. I just want to challenge you. This ministry is really worth investing in. This ministry has been a gift to my family and I. I'm so grateful for this church and its people. See my kids serving in ministry. to See my family have that opportunity. I know there's people all over this room who have the same story. Yeah, this has been a gift in ministry. Well, it's ours to take care of. It's ours to, to supply, to serve through, and to fund this mission to the community. And God is doing awesome things through River City Community Church. Now, you may ask, well, okay, how do we give? You don't pass a plate. It's not like you're making it easy, Sean. Well, we do put big old boxes right at the doors. Okay, it's not like we're hiding them. Okay, there's boxes by the doors. I want to encourage you. And we don't pass a plate because I don't ever want you to bring your guests or your friend, and I don't want them going, oh, look, the church just wanted us for our money. Here it comes. It's one of the biggest objections people say to church. They just want me for my what? They want me for my money. money. Well, we don't ever hear that, ever. Ever. Because the Lord laid on our hearts, he said, teach on giving, I'll move on the hearts of my people, and they will give generously, and this church has. Okay, so if you don't know how to give, there's boxes there, there's boxes out in the foyer, you can, you can send it to church office. One of the best, simplest ways is online. Give online through reallife.org. In fact, I have to tell you, our, through our app, we have updated our giving process, and it is so cool and smooth. And i got to admit, the last one, and again, this is coordinating apps and working through different vendors and providers, the last one wasn't as smooth. This one is. It's kind of like PayPal or Amazon. You put your info in one, it's secure, and you can set up on a regular monthly. You can set up on a every other week. As often as you get paid, you can set it up to automatically give. There's also a place to do a one-time give. It's very simple. You've already put your information. It's, it, it's easy. Lord moves on your heart to do something. You can pull out the app, and you can give. It's awesome. It's a very cool way to obey the Lord in this i want to encourage you you can do debit you can do credit card whatever you can set up your payment method just like amazon or any the others and you can then give through there it's a very cool simple way to do that i just want to say to you um god is doing awesome things here but it all costs money and i know you i trust you as a fellowship you don't dine and dash at a restaurant why would you do it at church i i believe that about you i don't think i don't think you do that and i want to challenge you on this i will tell you uh we're pretty tight financially, and we've kind of run that way, and we're really tight right now, and we've grown wonderfully this year. We've seen lots more people become a part of the fellowship. Our group's structure has grown. Our church has grown, and that's an awesome testimony of the Lord's goodness. Our finances, not so much. And what that says is there's some folks who are not yet living radically free. They're not yet trusting the Lord. They're not walking in this covenant of God's provision and blessing. And I want to challenge you. Um, you should change that. You should, change, you should get in on what God's doing because it is awesome, and it is transformative. The tithe is God's pathway to radical financial freedom. Last thing, I'll wrap with this. The tithe demonstrates my role as steward of all I possess. So significant, it's a constant reminder of who owns what and who doesn't. It's a constant heart surgery. God is my Father. He owns it all. I enjoy the freedom of stewardship. I get to use it, enjoy it. And that tithe is that reminder. I tithe as an act of worship and submission that says, Father, I, I trust you. Every time I tithe, I bring myself under that covenant of, of a worshiper and of his provision and his blessing. I tithe as an act of worship and submission. I tithe as an act of faith, trust, and dependence. God, I know you're able to meet my needs. I totally believe that you are able to meet every single need. And I tithe as an act of commitment and calling God God. You've called me to this fellowship. I'm a part of this. You've called me to be a part of this. And so I tithe here. And Lord, I pray that you would multiply it. And I pray that we would continue to see thousands of people won for the kingdom of God. We want to see more people living real life by passionately following Jesus. And that's what every dime of our tithe goes to. And it's awesome. Now, if you ever heard me talk about this, you know what's coming. Um, John and Tia referenced it. I want to challenge you. Okay? Okay. And I I often challenge this on a 90-day trial because I know this is a big deal. This is a big step, okay? I challenge you, if you're not tithing, to get on board and try it for 90 days and see what God does. See his provision. I'm not saying you're going to get miracle checks. I'm not saying, you know, I mean, some stories are more dramatic than others. What I am saying is you will go through. I've I've never had a person come back and go, yep, well, we're bankrupt now. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, God. We're screwed. <laughs> I've never, I have, <laughs> I, I have never heard that. I went too far, didn't I? <laughs> I? I've never heard that. I've never heard that said. I've never heard somebody come and say God wasn't faithful. In fact, what I, the, the most kind of mellow response I've got is, you know, it's weird. Um, I have thought this was absolutely impossible. And I kind of did this to prove you wrong. And we're just fine. We're we're doing just fine, and it's kind of it's a little weird, but more often than not, I've heard people say, "Oh my gosh, let me tell you what God did. We saw this. We were given this, or we had this opportunity to do this, and it didn't cost. And just all these things that, that some of them were dramatic. Wow, God provided this for us, and we didn't expect it. Others were just more, wow, God saved us here. But bottom line is, we're fine, and we actually have a little extra. My prayer is that we would have our faith built through this thing called the tithe. My prayer is that we would have tons of people like John and Tia sharing stories of what God did. That's the whole point. The whole point of this thing is not just kind of, well, God you know, wants you to give your money. I think obedience is a, an end into itself. So I believe God wants you to do this. But that being said, I think he wants to do something through it. I think he wants to set you radically free. I think he wants to build your faith so that everything is different. Talk to a tither. I'm telling you, they look at the world differently because they've seen it. They've proven it with math. They know God is faithful.
0: That's Pastor Sean Azzaro. You've been listening to Reaching for Real Life Radio. And if you'd like to hear this full message called Breaking Free or this whole series called The Abundant Life, it's available right now on demand at reallife.org. And while you're there, we'd appreciate your feedback. You can leave us a note on our contact us page.